guys to another episode of The Cool Dad Collective. It is a long-awaited return because, you know, a lot has gone on. Um, I'm going to jump straight into it. Firstly, welcome back, okay? We, we won't jump in. We'll start off nice and softly. We've got that lo-fi fading out. I don't want to go too hard and paint too early because we do have about 20 minutes of your life in which you have chosen to listen to me talk about fatherhood. And boy, do I have a lot of fatherhood stuff, a lot of everything to talk about currently um, because a lot has happened in the last two and a half weeks since my last episode and I do apologize. Um, I've been absolutely terrible with regular recording and it, it is a culmination of a whole bunch of different shit uh, whether it be just dad life, whether it be work, whether it be getting like completely disgustingly ill, whether it be just upgrading my equipment, whether it be a lot of different things. But your boy's been busy and he's been busy in not dying. He's been busy in upgrading. So for those of you who may be listening or whatever you're listening to me on, we have upgraded the setup. I now have a proper podcasting setup. It's been five years in the making. I'll tell you, I'll give you a little bit of, of a backstory. I started podcasting about five years ago. I started an interview-based podcast called Inner City Hermit, which I absolutely loved, but I just got over it after a while. It was a lot of work and a lot of different other things happened. Um, and so my podcasting equipment has kind of started with like one USB mic, attached to my computer then it sort of evolved into something else where I started using something called a H5 which is like a mini podcasting set and now we are on to the big dog we are on to the roadcaster we've got some absolutely unbelievable microphones um, and it's fantastic and I do have to give a shout out to my brother Trey Um, he's helped me out big time here um, getting me this equipment and and I cannot thank him enough. He is an absolute weapon and I appreciate him so much. So um, thank you, Trey. I appreciate you. And, you know, the the fact that you can just see, I don't know, just he was – the the message I got from him was just go hard in the paint with your content. Go as hard as you possibly can with the stuff that I'm giving you. And, mate, I will. I promise you I will go as hard as humanly possible with this podcast now that I have all this amazing equipment. So I really appreciate you, man. I had to give you a shout out. He has just finished his bodybuilding competition. The dude, I've never met a more disciplined human in my entire life than that man. I uh, went for a couple of walks with him when he was literally on like death's door in his prep. And the dude is just the most focused man ever, like an unbelievable human to be around because he's so motivating and he's a dad and that's what we're about here at Cool Dad Collective. It's dads doing cool shit and dads being there for each other and supporting each other. So I really appreciate you, Trey. I appreciate the support that you're showing me and the podcast. So yes, we do have some unbelievable equipment now. So I'm hoping that that leads into better quality content and it's just easier to listen for you guys so you're not having to listen to my old dynamic microphones where every time I pronounce something with a p it just pops into your ears so I'm hoping it's a lot better for you now but yes we're back this is episode 27 or 28 I'm pretty sure it's 27 and uh we got some shit to talk about we have got some shit to talk about now let's start from the beginning your boy's been on holidays for two weeks, you know, I had my two weeks holidays and of course on holidays for me, Kia, that means Kia gets to work as much as humanly possible and I take the kids, I take full on stay at home dad duties and let me tell you something, 
being a stay-at-home dad is not all it's cracked up to be. To me, stay-at-home dad, it's always been a lifelong dream and all I've wanted to do is like, you know, wake up, you go to the kids, you go to the coffee, you go to the playground, blah, blah. It's straight up exhausting. I will be lying if there wasn't moments when I was being my stay-at-home dad self and I wasn't sitting there being like, man, I wish I was at work right now because it is – it's just on all the time. You're on all the time. You have to be on. There's just so many decisions you have to make. It's just a lot. And I know they're my kids and I know I appreciate the time that I spend with them because they're amazing and I know that I need to be grateful because I know some dads don't get that opportunity to do that. So by all, I'm counting my blessings. This is nowhere near me complaining about this, but I will say it was very fucking hard and very fucking exhausting. So I went back to work today. I was very happy that I went back to work today and I enjoyed every second that I spent with my girls. But it's, I don't think I could do it full time. I'll be honest. I mean, if, if things were different and I had to, of course I would. But is it my number one thing I would do? No, I, I do like working. But like I said, I'm counting my blessings that I got that time with my girls and I'm very appreciative of that. But I can still say it was very hard and I'm very happy to be back at work doing my thing. So the stay-at-home dad thing was great. Had a video go viral. So it copped a whole bunch of followers, which was great. But while that was happening, let's dive in to the to, to the to one of the worst times of my fatherhood life. Now, I got unbelievably sick. And when I say unbelievably sick, I mean verging on multiple hospital visits. Like I was in the most amount of pain that I was, I've was i ever been in my life. I was vomiting. I was shitting through the eye of a needle. It was just the worst time ever. And all while doing this, I was looking after my kids. So it wasn't really like, oh, I'm going to, you know, just chill out and have a couple of days. No, that's not how it works when you're a dad. When you're a dad, it's you're sick and you just got to keep going because there's no such thing as I'm going to lay in bed all day because that doesn't exist with toddlers and that doesn't exist with newborns. It just doesn't exist. And, you know, Summer's six months today, so she's not even a newborn anymore. She's just a full-blown baby. She's like on her, you know, she's trying to crawl around and everything. She's not a baby anymore. She's not a newborn anymore. She's a straight-up baby. And then Skylar's two and a half. She's a straight up demon. I'll be I'll be honest with you. I love it a bit. She's the greatest thing that's ever happened to me, but she is a straight up demon at times. So I'm so sick. It happened, started happening about Saturday last week. I, I don't know what happened. It got to the end of the night. Kia actually wasn't home at the time. She was out with her friends because she was having one of her first actual nights out with her friends. Uh, so I felt extra bad because of that. And I was just in so much pain. I had the worst stomach cramps and I was just holding back vomit. I was holding back like shitting my pants and I just had to wait until she got home. Lucky enough, she got home and I spent the better half of that evening rolling around on the floor because my stomach was so sore. The next day I woke up, once again, felt disgusting. And I was like, here we go. Your boy's got gastro. It's all the symptoms of gastro. I even assumed I made a meme about getting gastro. I thought it was gastro. I stopped seeing people because I was like, it's, it's gastro. It's going to pass in a couple of days. It's fine. But I kept thinking to myself, 
how do I have gastro when no one else in my family has gastro? And usually the way I get gastro is through Skylar when she brings it home from kindy. She wasn't sick. Neither was Summer. Neither was Kia. No one was sick. No one was getting sick. Usually when you get gastro or, you know, if you're used to getting gastro in your house, it goes through one person and then we all just pretty much submit and go, we're all getting gastro. It's just the way it is. No one else got gastro. And I'm sitting there. I get to Monday. Monday I start feeling okay. I stop vomiting. I stop, you know, destroying the bowl. And I get home that night after like I went out and did a couple of things. I played golf that day, dumb enough, because uh, I felt okay. Got home and the same shit started happening again. My stomach was just on fire. I couldn't sit still. I couldn't find a comfortable space to sit. It was just the worst. And once again, I spent the whole night writhing in pain because my stomach wasn't bad. Woke up the next day. I'm like, okay, this, this can't be gastro. I'm literally dying. I'm not throwing up anymore. I haven't eaten in a couple of days. I haven't done a shit in a couple of days. I have no clue what is going on. So Kia tells me, you got to go to the doctors. I'm like, I don't want to go to the doctors if I, it's gastro. Like, I don't want to infect people. She's like, it's definitely not gastro. Like, you've been sick for like four days. Go to the doctors, get your shit together. I book a doctor's appointment. That's a lie. Kia books me a doctor's appointment because I'm incompetent. I go to the doctor's. I say, look, this is the problem. He goes, okay, I get it. It sounds like gastro, but if it was gastro, you would be probably better by now. And... I'm like, yeah, dude, I know. So I'm trying to just drink electrolytes. I've drunk like 45 power rates, just trying not to die. And he's like, right, mate, you need to do a stool sample. I'm like, fantastic, mate. Sounds good. I haven't done a shit in three days. I'm sure I could crank one out. In the same breath, he said, I can't do anything to help you, but I can give you these painkillers to help with the stomach pain. I'm like, thank God. Sounds great. Get them into me. He said, the only downside is painkillers make you constipated and we need a stool sample. The quicker you give us a stool sample, the quicker we're going to know what's going on. Four hours collectively on that day, I sat there trying to summon just like a centimeter of a brown snake. Couldn't get it out at all. Next day goes around, same thing, like four hours on the toilet, just sitting there like, what is going on? I finally... After I start feeling slightly better, I started eating a little bit more food. It finally happened. I got my, I got my stool sample. I got the sample. After that, took it to QML, got it tested. Anyway, I get this back today. Let me read this to you, okay? So I get this back today. Was it today? It was definitely today. So it was Tuesday. So it's the following week, I get this back today. Your stool sample result has shown that a parasite called blastocystosis which can resolve on its own after a couple of weeks and often needs no treatment. I said, that's great. I feel fantastic. I'm all better. I don't need antibiotics. It's great. Now, I'm a very inquisitive person when there's something wrong with me and I usually go to my good friend Google. So I went to Google and I Googled it and, of course, I found an article on the parasite. Now, the parasite itself is quite... uh, common. In fact, it says here that at least 25% of all of them, all Americans will experience it at least once. But the thing that makes me a little bit concerned, and this is where my advice comes into you. Now, one of the likely ways in which you can get it is 
um, the fact that blastocystosis infection route is through the oral and anal uh, indicates that carriers have been in contact with fecal contaminants matter which might have included other intestinal pathogens that explain the observed symptoms. Now I think to myself, what do I do on a daily basis that may get me in contact with fecal matter? I don't know about you dads, but I change nappies every day. And one would assume that I'm a disgusting human and I don't wash my hands enough after I change my daughter's nappies. I am probably going to connect the dots here and say that this parasite developed in my stomach because I am a feral human being and I have learnt my lesson. And if this is you too, because dads, we're very guilty of it, I don't think we wash our hands enough when we actually change nappies. And it's disgusting that I think about that now, but I'm pretty sure I almost died because I don't wash my hands that often after I change my daughter's nappies. And now, from now on, I promise you, and I promise myself, I promise everybody, because the pain that I went through was the just the absolute pit of the earth. I have washed my hands religiously after every single nappy. I now keep sanitizer in my pocket. So when I change my daughter's nappies, I wash my hands every single time, every single time. I'm not just washing. I'm talking like I rub the skin off my hands from now on. And if this is your sign to go, I need to probably wash my hands a little bit more too. Please do it because that was the worst week of my entire life. Going through that sickness whilst having two kids and a partner that was working was easily the worst time of my life. I never, I never want to experience that week of my life ever again, ever again. It was just heinous. And the fact that I did it to myself made me feel even worse. So maybe I shouldn't have Googled what it was. It had a cool name. I was like, this looks like a Pokemon. Mm-mm, nah, it pretty much just destroyed my insides. Do I feel better now? Absolutely. So my dad win of the week was the fact that I survived the worst sickness ever because of some absolutely silly behavior that I have done ever since my daughters were born. If you are changing nappies, please please wash your hands as much as you can. You probably already do that and you probably think I'm an absolute grub for not doing it. I'm a bloke. I just, you know, I've, I've, I, it is what it is. I need to be better. I'm going to be better because I don't want to get sick again. And that's life. So that was my week. So my week was just heinous and I would never wish that on anyone. And I want to talk about sickness when you're a dad because I've been sick a couple times and like I've said in previous podcasts and at the start of this podcast, being sick when you're a dad, just a parent, you know what, this isn't even exclusive to dads. I would probably argue and say that being sick as a mum is even worse because obviously when I'm sick, my daughters just go to Kia. If Kia's sick, my daughters don't really want to come to me anyway. So 
they're still asking mummy for everything and Porky is usually dying. So I, I can't fathom one of the things that they don't tell you in fatherhood is, is these types of things. Like, you know, you think to yourself, you don't get sick that often. So you're not really bedridden that often when you're sick with a toddler that you, you just don't get to sit down and it's just, you, you, you're still like having to do everything. And that even comes in with hangovers when you're hungover as a dad, once again, the worst, it's the worst feeling ever. I posted a video the other day cause you know, two weeks ago before I got sick, when I started my holidays, the Friday, I went out for some beers, bit of celebratory. I'm on holidays, beers. I did have one too many beers on purpose. It was a celebratory thing, but I did know that the next day in the morning I was going to have the girls. So there I was 6am. I got home at 3am, 6am. I'm awake. Summer's in the baby carrier. We've got baby shark playing and I'm doing the baby shark dance while trying not to throw my guts up. Dad win. Big dad win. Also, shit dad club because, you know, realistically, I probably could have tapered off the beers towards the end of the night. I didn't because I'm a bit of a grub, but look where we are. I made it. We're alive. We're still kicking. It is what it is. Boom. <sighs> I, need, I, I feel good getting things like this off my chest because I know out there listening right now, there is probably another dad who could potentially be hungover right now. And let me tell you this, man, you're going to have a really shit day, but you're going to get through it. You're going to be fine. And to a point, you're going to get better at it because, you know, you just learn the tricks. You learn, you learn little, I, I call them like micro sleeps, you know, or micro rests, you know, when you put like maybe you put a show on TV or maybe you give your kid a toy or something and you know you have about 10 minutes where whatever they're doing at that time is going to keep them distracted. So you got 10 minutes, right? And you can sort of like, you know, you, it's, I call it like pit stop sleeps. You know, you when you, you see a car come into a pit stop, you know, they do what people take like a day to do in like two seconds, that's the type of sleeps you have. You try and get like an hour's worth of sleep in about five to 10 minutes. And you can do it if you train yourself. And usually as dads, we're already pretty fatigued from work and kids. So when we just lay down, we're out and then boom, we're back up again. And you've got enough fuel to get through like the next few hours. So it's, it's a big one. That was definitely a big one. Now, like I said, I was a stay at da uh, home dad for um, you know, the better half of probably like a week and a half before I almost died. And even when I was dying, I was still technically a stay-at-home dad for that time. But, you know, I, I did sort of talk about it. I wouldn't say I talked about it negative. I spoke about it very truthfully. I wanted to be very transparent about how I felt. Like I could sit here and tell you like, no, it was fucking easy. Like we had the best time ever. Like I don't even know why mom's come. No, it was hard. But I will say that I enjoyed the time with my daughters when it was just me, it's a little bit different. And I've mentioned this once again on the podcast a couple of times, but it's different when you're hanging out with your kids, when it's just you, when you're the default favorite parent. And there were times during the week where it was like, you know, five to 10 minutes, you have a like little pinch me moments where you're like, this is really cool. Like I really enjoy the time with my daughters and there was a moment with Skylar 
where we were kind of just chatting. Like she's two and a half, so she's she's still quite young, but she's very chatty. And like she's at the point now where we can have like, you know, quite in-depth conversations as much as, you know, in-depth as you could be. And there was times where I just, I don't know, there was times where I just looked and I was like, you're getting older so quickly. Like I know you still have temper tantrums. I know you still um, are a baby. You're still like, you know, in nappies as much as we can be while we're toilet training and that's another story. But I just feel like there's so many times and in most dads probably go through this as well where you just have to sort of sit back and go, far out, this is this has gone quick. Like I have a little talking human just there and – you know, they've gone from like nothing to this thing in such a short period of time, like two and a half years is not that long. And all of a sudden she's talking to me about her day at the park or how things work at the park. Or she's telling me about how, you know, she saw an animal and that animal did the, like, it's, it's just, it is a crazy experience. And it's so bittersweet having like this little human who's just so much fun and is always so excited to see you and wants to talk to you. But you do miss, you know, when they were little. And I'm very lucky that I, I have Summer now and I've spoken about this before, how like, you know, she's like my baby now. I get to see like her grow. But, you know, and I've said it, I think I've said I've said this before, but it, I, it's been a couple of weeks. So I like to go back over these things. But, you know, seeing summer getting older it's just so bittersweet like I'm so excited I, I am there's a part of me that's very over the baby phase it's it is you know they, when you have a toddler and you see what they're doing and then you have a baby and you're like ah can't wait till you're like that and we can all do things and things like that it's it's um it's it's really cool but it, it is so bittersweet and uh you know if if this is something that you're sort of like realizing as you're listening to this they're like oh shit yeah that's me as well like i can see that happening like just use this use this part of the video or this part of the podcast just to hold on to that thought and when you see them next time just really take it in. Like I know it sounds really cliche and you see all these videos and I, I post these videos as well, but obviously I post other side of fatherhood videos as well. I post the emotional stuff and then I post like, oh, I'm hungover doing the baby shark dance. But just look at them. Like just look at them how they are right now and realize that they're gonna, there's going to be a time where you look at them and you don't, you don't look at them like, oh, my, you're my cutie baby. You look at them like, oh, you're my kid. Like that's my child, not that's my baby. And uh, yeah, so uh, it's bittersweet. I, I had that. I had a moment like that when I was putting Skylar to bed tonight. I, I actually was like, oh, I don't even know if I'm going to be able to record. Like she's not going to sleep. And every time I went to get up, she's like, Daddy, please stay. And of course, you know, me being a complete sap, I was like, of course, Dad, I'll stay and I'll lay here and I'll just think about life. But I was just looking at her being like, far out. Skylar's like, you know, she's becoming a kid. Like she looks like a kid now. She doesn't look like a baby anymore. It's it's crazy and fatherhood's crazy. And if, if you're, you know, coming into fatherhood or you're expecting or, you know, you've got all these amazing things to look forward to, but God damn, does it go quick, man. You don't notice it until you notice it really. It's, um, you know, this is your reminder to take photos of your kids and remember what they look like and remember the cool things they do and the things they say and all their firsts. Because you don't get them again. Like you're not going to get those again. Um, yeah. 
that's uh, I reckon that's it, man. That's it's about twenty five minutes, guys. Um, firstly, thank you for listening. Thank you for checking in. Thank you for supporting the pod. I always am am so grateful. Uh, of the support that the podcast gets. And I know I haven't been as active on social media as as much as I want to be. And I've got so many things that are like recorded, but just I haven't got out yet just because I've had such a fucking shit show over the last few weeks. But, you know, checking in on me, you know, oh, hey, man, like I haven't seen you post a video in a while. Is everything all good? Or, hey, man, this happened to me today and I thought of this part of the podcast. Or, hey, man, I've just binge listened to like 15 episodes of the podcast. Like that shit just, it's the best, man. It's its really good. And I appreciate you guys. And, and I'm hoping that with the support that you guys are giving me, this is my way of sort of giving it back to you guys and that I want to make better content. I want to make content that, that's good and it's good quality and it's good to listen to and it makes you guys feel feel good as well. So, you know, I appreciate you guys, all the dads and the mums. I know there's a lot of mums that get around the potty too, which is excellent and, you know, it's 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 really good. So, guys, if you are enjoying the podcast, we will go back to normal proceedings with the Shit Dad Club and the um, Dad Win of the Week. If you have any of those, please send it through on Instagram. If you want to send me a voice message as well, send it via Instagram because I can actually play them now via Bluetooth with the roadcaster. I can actually listen to you guys and do it that way instead of, you know, fumbling over my words as I try to read a message. So if you do have any Shit Dad Club moments or you do have any Dad Wins, voice record them, send them in. I don't mind how you send them in. Send it to me on Instagram at cooldadcollective underscore or send it to me on TikTok at cooltictac, TikTok at cooldadcollective. Or, of course, you can send it to the email cooldadcollective at hotmail.com. And, uh, you know, if you do want to go onto TikTok or you do want to go onto Instagram, there's a whole bunch of Cool Dad Collective reviews. I really love the reviews at the moment um, because they're just fantastic places to go with your kids, all that sort of jazz. I'm not going to talk your ear off right now, but guys, if you are enjoying the podcast, leave a like, leave a review, leave a rating. I don't know why it said like, just rating, review, do whatever you want. Be kind. Guys, take care of yourself, take care of your family, take care of your partner, and of course, peace. Thank you.